You're listening to the Latina Money Moms podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, and this is a podcast for moms interested in personal finance, budgeting, and building wealth. We are two Latina sisters who created Latina Money Moms to help moms everywhere build a life they love. Welcome back, Money Moms. This is your host, Crystal, and I am alone today recording. My sister was not able to uh, get on with me today, but that's okay because today we're talking about uh, what happens after you get the basics of budgeting down. So if you remember in the last episode, we talked about getting back into the basics of budgeting, and then we had a question, okay, so once I got that down, where do I go from there? So I have all of that information ready and coming up for you right now. Um, The basic thing is you're going to start to, so back to the basics, we said make a list of every single bill that you're paying, every single payment that goes out each month, right? And then the second part of that was figure out your pay dates and then plug in those bills into your pay dates so that they're not late right? We want to have a very good record of paying our bills on time. This helps your credit. It's amazing. And it'll be less stressful for you if you pay everything on time and cheaper because you're not paying any kind of fees. Okay. So we've plugged in our dates. And now the next thing that you have to do is every month you have to keep going in and you can take that master list of all your bills you have or look at the previous month. And then all you do is plug it in. It's not, it doesn't take a long time because you're literally kind of just copying and pasting from the last month. The only difference is you're going to add monthly expenses that change. So for example, right now we're at the end of April. We're coming up to May. Uh, May's budget is being created. And I know that I have uh, my sister's birthday and I have Mother's Day and my dog's birthday and my own birthday in May. So I know that those are, you know, four things that usually are not on my expense sheet. And and now they will be because that's what's coming up. And that's why I don't like to do a budget for like three months or six months. I just like to do month to month because that's what seems easiest for me. Do whatever feels good and right and easier for you. Um, But that's pretty much it. You just keep copying month to month, add your monthly expenses as they change every single month. And then what you can do is figure out how much that you have left over. So if you know approximately how much money is coming in every single month, right? You have this, let's say you have $5,000 coming in every single month. That's exactly what you take home. Then you once you plug in all your bills, you realize, well, after I pay all my bills, I have, let's say you have $2,000 left. And this is a reality, you might not know that you're spending $2,000 worth after paying your bills in a month. I know that when I did this the first time with my sister, she was like, you have $1,500 left over every single month what are you doing with it? And I could not tell her. But you know what it is? It's probably, probably you know, the eating out, going out, um, stopping at the gas station whenever, which is not me, it's my husband and my kids, and buying whatever they want. Stuff like that can really add up. So you do want to make sure that you know what's left over so that you can do what you can uh, 
use that money to reach your goals. And I'm seeing leftover. Now that's leftover after you budget in groceries, after you budget in your um, allowance, whatever spending allowance you're going to give yourself. So for example, my kids each get $60. Well, my teens get $60 every month as an allowance as you know, they just get that money. That's their money. I want them to have an abundance mindset. I don't want them to, um, you know, I just, I never had money as a teen until I got my own jobs. So I want them to be able to have money and, and know how to spend it and save and stuff like that. So anyway, they get 60 bucks no matter what. It's not tied into any chores at all, but they just know that living in our house, we're all a family and we all have to pitch in together. So it kind of still works out. Anyway, after, so they get $60, so that's 120 for the kids. And then Juan and I get $100 of just, you know, just spending money. We can do whatever we want with it. We don't have to spend it on anything in particular. So we, that money is put aside. We also put money aside for food, um, for any kind of like fun thing that we're doing, or if we're going to go eat out as a family, if we have that planned, we'll put that in there. One thing I am not doing is I'm not doing a good job right now of staying out of fast food or like tacos in the morning. So I we need to work on that as a family. Uh, we've been eating out quite a lot. And that is something that has to change because if you notice, once you have everything figured out for your month and you have a good budget set in place and everything's taken care of, and you can even set yourself a buffer for things that, um, a buffer in your checking account. So let's say you, you say, I'm going to leave $200 in my checking account at all times, just in case. And that way you don't have to dip into any of savings money and you always have money to get you through every single paycheck. So once you have all that set up, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel like uh, you have security, peace of mind, and you have money. So being on a budget isn't really a bad thing. It's a very organized thing. So now let's talk about what you're going to do with that leftover money right after this quick break. All right, we're back now and we are talking about how much do you have left over after your budgeting is complete each month, after everything goes out and gets paid out? Uh, you should be able to tell this by taking the amount of money that's coming into your bank account, subtracting all of your expenses that you have on that master list, and then you'll have a good idea of what, uh, what you have left over. So this should probably go to two things, and it, it really depends on uh, what part of your financial journey that you're in. So the first thing it can do is it can go to a savings goal. If you don't have a good chunk of money saved up in um, in a bank account, that's pretty, not like crazy easily accessible, but easily accessible for emergencies, then you should probably create a savings goal for yourself and use that leftover money to chunk it in there. The savings goal can, you know, I think Dave Ramsey, when you do his baby steps, it's like, I think it's about $1,000. Um, in my experience, that has not worked for my family. Uh, I think last year we had like a $7,000 expense with our vehicle and it was just crazy. It was crazy. So anyway, I realized that our savings goal has to be way higher, um, not $7,000 higher, but, you know, at least... 
I think I would feel it's what you feel most comfortable with. And I would feel most comfortable with maybe like $2,500 in that savings goal. Now, if you already have your savings goal, that's great. What you would do next is go ahead and turn that money into a debt snowball. So what you're going to do is list all of your debt. So this is credit card debt, student loans, car debt, private loans, any kind of debt that you have that you're paying on monthly. And you're going to say, like, let's say credit card number one. So I do it by... Um, the lowest amount that I owe. So I'll, I've gone through and I've said, okay, I owe, you know, $1,000 on this credit card, $2,500 on this credit card, um, maybe $3,000 on credit card number three. So I'll start paying the regular payment on all of them. And then I'll take my snowball money, which is whatever was left over, and I will chunk it into that first credit card. So you might be able to even pay off a credit card all in one month once you figure out how much you have left over, right? And then the next, so then that credit card gets paid off and then you take that snowball plus the payment, the regular payment that you were making on credit card number one and you throw that into credit card number two or debt number two and you um, keep doing that until that one's paid off and then you go again to debt number three. You take you know the payments from one and two plus the debt snowball and you throw it into number three and that's why it's called that snowball effect it just kind of keeps rolling and getting bigger and bigger the amount of money that you're able to throw into debt works extremely well i really like the debt snowball and you don't have to put it together by um, the lowest amount that you owe to the highest amount that you owe you might also want to do it by interest rate so before i did do it by um the debt snowball with my credit cards, it was easy to just get out of credit card debt, you know, put in the lowest amount I, I, I owe to the highest credit card and just start working towards it because I felt like that made progress and it seemed um, motivating to me. Uh, but now that I have my vehicles, I actually decided to pay off the one with the higher interest rate. And then the next thing I'm paying off before even some loans is um, another vehicle just because it's just so much and I just want to get it out of my, you know, just get it off my debt list and, and get it paid off early. So that is pretty much what you do once you have your budget set up, you have your master list, you know how much money is coming in every single month and you, you know how much that you can use to throw into either a savings goal or a debt snowball. So that's it for this quick episode. Love to hear your thoughts. You can connect with us at Latina Money Moms, www.latinamoneymoms.com or find us on Instagram. Our handle is at Latina Money Moms. See you next time.